Yo, this weirdo really starting a podcast? Yeah, girl, he been like that since birth. Always gotta do everything in the weirdo way. The weirdo way. The weirdo way. The weirdo way. Wow, wow, wow. Welcome, weirdos, to the Weirdo Way podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Weirdo Way. Really quick, weirdos, do me a favor like, rate, review, five stars, five stars, five stars, because what? If you're gonna do anything in this life, you might as well do it to the best of your abilities. Come on now. But first, I need to say thank you, right? Because there are lots of podcasts. Like, there are a lot, a lot of podcasts out there. And then you know what I'm hearing? President Joe Biden is going to consider legislation that's going to issue out a podcast with every COVID-19 vaccine shot. Oh my gosh. These bribes are really getting out of hand. The state of Washington is giving you guys joints with your COVID-19 shots. Yes, people, you heard that right. Washington State is giving out joints of marijuana as a side to your COVID-19 vaccination. <laughs> so it's like burgers and fries. You get a joint with your COVID-19. That's the that's the combo they're going with. And it's really crazy if you think about we have American citizens rotting in jail cells right now, wasting away American lives in jails right now for marijuana possession while these marijuana corporation stocks soar in so much of this nation. And governors of states are okaying the use of it as an incentive for the COVID-19 shot. <laughs> it really is disgusting if you think about it, but we laugh to keep from crying. And right here in Minnesota, we about to start getting really, really loud about this marijuana issue because it's a civil rights violation at this point. And we have a couple senators in the Minnesota Senate who are hell-bent on kicking the can down the road on some ground of artificial morality that they don't apply anywhere else. <laughs> but I digress. It's the rock episode. <laughs> anyway, what other bribes are they giving out? Uh, <laughs> Minnesota's giving you a chance to win a fishing license to get a COVID-19 shot. Connecticut's giving you out pizzas to get a COVID-19 shot. And now Moneybag Joe says, you know what? Let's give him a podcast. And even with all those podcasts on the way, you still came here to kick it with me. Round of applause to you. Today's episode should be a fun one. It's all about Minnesota music and specifically when I say Minnesota music, I'm speaking about the rap scene, the hip hop scene, because I wouldn't want to tell you guys about Minnesota country music. I've never listened to Minnesota country before. I got to tell you about what I know, what I love, right? <laughs> and what I love is rap music, hip hop music. I mean, I love jazz, reggaeton, reggae, dancehall. I love Afro beats. Oh my gosh, Afro beats to the world. And hopefully you guys did your homework from last episode. You had some cultural exchange around food, right? <laughs> Had something far from tater tot hot dish this weekend. <laughs> now you can ask them to put you on to their favorite artists from back home, yeah? Or some of their cultural vibes. But today is all about Minnesota rap, Minnesota rap music. A brief overview of the old scene, the new scene, right? It's going to go straight into our first album review of the pod. The breakthrough hometown hero, Mac Irv, dropped a project over the pandemic. And it was, you know what? I'll save it. And then finally, I'm going to let you guys know how I feel about what we can do to grow the Minnesota rap scene. So yes, I'm super excited. This episode might end up being a quickie, but you know quickies can be high quality and memorable too. <laughs> Could be just what you needed. <laughs> Only one way to find out. Into the Weirdo Way podcast. Lego. Yeah, when you look into the Weirdo Way podcast, you know, my street out of Minnesota, you know what I mean? I say, number one, number one, number one. This, me can't believe my eyes. Everything raw, explicit, up and running. Take what me say, me I deliver it to your bomb buckler. You understand me? <laughs> All right, weirdos. To this day, one of my favorite 
Minnesota rap songs is one of the first ones I had ever heard. And it was by these two artists, Lita B. Yes, that's right. Before there was a Cardi B, there was a Lita B. That's right. And Kilo was made music in Cali, in Minnesota, all across the country, really. Really, really cool, dude. Two of the coolest kids I knew back then, actually. And this song still slaps to the point where I feel like Harriet Banshell has to open for the summer with this track. Like, <laughs> like whenever the last sheet of ice melts from Makaska, they have to blast this. Yeah, and that beat, that beat just screams summertime, right? It screams good vibrations. Mama call you in from outside because you've been playing too late. Bike rides, cookouts, <laughs> all things happy about summer, really. <laughs> it's really just the lyrics and the beat just to be stuck in my head all these years later. Uh, it goes something like this, like, <clears throat> ain't nothing like the Minnesota summer, the wind is so cold. This is our time to recover. <laughs> you know what? Now you guys all know why I record a podcast about rap music instead of making rap music but i'll spare you the rest of me singing i actually reached out to kilo and he was so gracious and let me use this sound for the podcast and i am super grateful not only because i'm sure i was losing listeners by the note i was singing <laughs> but because i'm truly honored that he would share his artwork with me and to trust me to share it with you so go ahead take a listen kilo featuring leader b no other Niggas know when the click come 
Yes, you're welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> you didn't even know you needed that song in your life. <laughs> what she said, she said, laying out day drinking myself, my God, and my money is everything I believe in. Ooh. Kilo 2 just putting on all throughout his verse, man. You probably broke if you got more on you than was stored away. <laughs> and that's before the Jay-Z money phone line, right? Like, man, this song, classic. Man, if it doesn't perfectly encapsulate a Minnesota summer, still, tell me you can't see yourself on a big island on a boat and this John blast in the background. If any DJ is listening to this, I would love to hear this at the next day party. I need this at the next lit brunch. Again, when that last sheet of ice melted. I don't mean when they give us the pump fake, because, you know, May will be, like, nice for a week or two. Really nice. And you think summer's here, and then, boom, snowstorm out of nowhere. No, 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 no. I mean, once we get past the pump fake and the last snow has melted, I want to hear this for the rest of time around Minnesota Lakes, all up and down the state. <laughs> But I've been thinking about that song lately because in preparation for the podcast, I've been wrestling with the question, does Minnesota music have a sound, right? And I was happy to learn I was not the other one, right? Great minds think alike. The music minds over at Waterwave TV, the Minnesota creative group, studio and store, asked the same question on Twitter. I love it. I loved reading those responses. It was so interesting. And when you ask if Minnesota music has a sound, you mean something distinct, like a special characteristic that separates us from other places. Think Chicago drill music, right? The sound of Lil Durk and Chief Keef, or the Cali hyphy sound of E-40 and Two Shorts, those guys. You just know what Cali beat when you hear it, right? Think about the 2000s trap music of the South when they ultimately won the rap civil war between the North and the South, or that boom bap that defined New York rap for decades. There's a lot of difference of opinions on this topic, right? But this is the weirdo way. And the way I answer the question, if Minnesota music has a sound is, well, I mean, it used to, right? Like Minnesota sound in the way I describe it as being distinct was the early 2000s to like the mid 2010s-ish Minnesota sound was in the cut of atmosphere, right? Sunshine, sunshine, it's fine. Feeling in my skin, warming up my mind, which that hook slaps. But there isn't a Minnesotan of my space age who didn't like know of atmosphere, right? <laughs> For my out of town listeners, if you've never heard that track before, Atmosphere, Sunshine, go to YouTube, check it out. The visuals for that are super dope. And yes, we can all admit it may sound a little campy now, right? But we must give them their flowers whenever we talk about Minnesota music because they made Minnesota a hip-hop destination with the internationally renowned sound set, right? Which influenced a generation of kids. Going to sound set was the pinnacle of music. Uh, as a kid in Minnesota, as a kid anywhere, like that's one of the greatest festivals I've been to. And I used to go to a lot of festivals. <laughs> the only place where instead of selling drugs, they give them away. 
<laughs> but they birthed that from a warehouse, underground rap rap event in a warehouse to one of the biggest celebrations of rap in the world. The biggest names in hip hop have all come to Minnesota to grace the sound set stage from the biggest of the mainstream to the greatest of the underground. The list of stars that have graced the iconic festival is infinite. J. Cole, Big Sean, Ludacris, Kendrick, Freddie Gibbs, Nas, 2 Chainz, Erica Badu. I mean, the list goes on and on. And of course, if you ask me, I'm biased. 2012, I think, was the best show because every sound set fan will remember Lupe Fiasco's uh, finale ending with a thunderstorm that had everybody literally running for the hills. <laughs> literally the last song. Man, that was so fun. Also, Danny Brown was in that lineup. And if you guys don't know the story, Danny Brown, I think, has the most notorious rap star story that has ever been known to man. Maybe slight hyperbole, right? But in the live performance category, he's up there. Okay, so a little backstory for those of you who don't know, Danny Brown is this really, I guess you could call him underground type of rapper from Detroit. He's very unconventional in like the wordplay and the cadence that he uses in his rap music, but he's really known for X-rated um, lyrics and delivery. Anyway, so the story goes, Danny Brown was performing at the legendary music venue in Minnesota called The Caboose, right? It's a small, really intimate venue. You can really get to know the artist. And one patron took the intimacy very literally when while Danny Brown was performing one of his signature high energy shows, a young Minnesota woman decides to pull his penis from out of his pants and start giving him head while he's on stage performing. It is one of the more bizarre stories you will ever hear. And to cap it all off, it was so epic that rap megastar GOAT Compton's finest Kendrick Lamar tweeted at Danny Brown and asked, you really just got the head on stage, Danny? <laughs> And Danny Brown replied and didn't miss one bar, bruh, bruh. <laughs> and you may be assuming that I'm assuming the girl is a Minnesotan simply because the show was in Minneapolis. But no, I have a friend that can confirm her friend is the one who gave the notorious head to Danny Brown on stage, which I imagine has to be a story that she bust out all the time at cocktail parties. Pun fully intended. <laughs> and yes, sidebar. You're like, weirdo, where you talk about consent all the time. If it was a man doing that to a woman, you'd be very upset. You would be giving us this long diatribe about sexual consent and how you need to get an emphatic yes before you begin to have sexual relations with another human. Yes. Yes, I would. And all that is correct. <laughs> but we need to understand, A, I'm not a child. I understand double standards exist. And B, Danny Brown, the quote unquote victim of this, he was happy about it. So I'm okay with laughing at it. And you, the listener, if you didn't know, now you know and one of the most notorious Minnesota concert stories, if not national concert stories ever told. And I'm sure you all are running to YouTube right now. And again, this is the Weirdo Way podcast, not the Normal Way podcast. If you need something a little more G-rated, I encourage you to go listen to like NPR. They have Angela Davis. They do great work over there i hope to clean up my act one day and work for them over there but for now freelance baby renegade <laughs> anyway back to our main story tonight sound set has birthed so many hip-hop heads because of the culture cultivated at those festivals and we have to be forever grateful have to forever say thank you give flowers to rhyme sayers for that but that wasn't it 
It was also Dessa, POS Doomchick, who got so big the mayor of Minneapolis gave them a day in their honor in December 12th of 2012, proclaimed quote-unquote Doomtree Day in Minneapolis, which y'all know I'm working on getting the weirdo way day in Minneapolis. That needs to happen. <laughs> Minnesota rap sounded like Prof, King Gompo himself. I can't forget him. Man, that is a high-energy, off-the-wall, hilarious radiates on the track you know like his persona was bigger than his music kind of yeah buddy <laughs> oh and i can't talk about rhyme sayers and not mention the legendary brother ali and of course their flagship store that was a staple of uptown minneapolis for so long fifth element where you can go get a vinyl you can get some merch you can go cop that iconic sound set flyer with all the artwork i used to love that shirt that store get a lot of fucking um sweatshirts out of there so r.i.p to that store and i hope that something comes in and does justice for that space and not another high-rise apartment because we definitely don't need one of those in that space really minneapolis ain't been the same since fifth element closed now that i'm thinking about it you could really pinpoint all of Minneapolis troubles till about the time when Fifth Element shut down and Soundset went on hiatus. We've been going through it ever since. So yeah, that's when Minnesota had a sound, you know, but that's no longer. And that's okay. Actually, it's to be celebrated. What happened in Minnesota sound, besides the diversification of artists onto the scene, is what happened to rap music in general. To summarize it, the internet happened. The internet made it so that you heard a sound that you liked, you could recreate it, make it your own. I mean, that plus the fact that the South won the rap culture wars. Quick overview for those who don't know, there was a time in rap when we were debating about was the South ruining rap music. <laughs> and what a glorious time it was. Such a simpler time, right? <laughs> we really looked at the South as being too nursery rhyme with their rap, too simple, too simple-minded in their music. And we thought of the North as like sophisticated rhyme schemes, double entendres, uh, wordplay. We considered the North to be more conscious rap, more substance in their music. You didn't need a little jiggy dance to go with every song right um think viral hits and snap music when soldier boy has cranked that right and he always like laughing tapping you know like all those type of tracks made people really feel like the south was ruining rap music and i for one push back against that narrative right because i know at the top end you have ti ludicrous jeezy you can't tell me those guys aren't lyrical aren't sophisticated rhyme schemes wayne Wheezy mixtape Wheezy, but I'm also not going to pretend that I don't understand what the critics are saying. If I can analogize it to basketball, a lot of people get annoyed that the three-point game has seen such a proliferation to the point where there is no big man anymore. There is no space for like the seven-foot post-up big man anymore. But the people kind of find that style of sitting back, being smaller, shooting a three, more relatable as far as basketball goes. The average human can relate a lot more to being Steph Curry. Um, they can see themselves doing what Steph Curry does a lot easier than they can see themselves being six foot eight LeBron James or seven foot Shaq or seven six Yao Ming, right? Those sorts of big men. To bring it back to music, the average consumer of rap music, uh, they can see themselves making nursery rhymes at the lunchroom table a lot easier than they can see themselves being Jay-Z or Common or Nas type flow, right? But that's truly just one theory about the change in rap music. I mean, to this day, we could debate whether or not that's true, <laughs> but the simple fact is that they won. The South Sound won. Mainstream media decided that quick, simple, plain language, catchy hooks and lyrics were best for radio. <laughs> best for radio rotation and best for money rotation. You multiply that with the 
proliferation of the internet to where now if something sells you try to do it over and over and over again with different artists to the point now where guys kind of duplicate sounds you've probably by now seen that viral video of t-pain lamenting how every artist who gives him a cd nowadays sounds the same and he's like make something different make something different there's three artists who already sound exactly like the thing you just made two of them got baby in their names <laughs> i'm sure you either heard or made the complaint that every rap artist kind of every rap song kind of sounds the same and that's on purpose that's what we the consumers decided we wanted as far as our, when we vote with our dollars right whether it be politics music anything in a capitalist society you vote with your dollars and that's what we decided was best for us of course you can really dig into the demo data of who consumes the most rap music and why they really force the hand of music makers but i don't feel like doing that right now <laughs> i want to keep it a little bit light i think some might call that a freudian slip <laughs> yes but as far as a minnesota music sound not really not anymore we do tend to lean melodic flow but gone are the days of doom trees and rs as the staples of minnesota rap sound as even artists like Prof and Dessa try to reinvent themselves. Prof, for instance, dropped a gut-wrenching performance to signify the end of his Powderhorn Sweets era. No, seriously, y'all, you guys should YouTube that. It was so well done, so deep, so dark, and he really kind of vented, and uh, it was beautiful. I, I encourage you all to go check it out on YouTube. But not to despair, Minnesota's generation of sound set has risen up, and we have so many talented acts that have sprouted up. However, even if you're outside, outside like I am, the casual music fan wouldn't know it. I really would love to see more synergy in the city in the minnesota music scene for example earlier this year certified up-and-coming minnesota music star and i mean that with every sense of the word jay plaza has such star potential i really have high hopes for what he's going to be it's going to be fun to watch him ascend in the music scene and again that's jay plaza j dot p l a z a you guys he just dropped this really fun track called tiktok freestyle and it literally starts there's a fucking giraffe in front of me right now <laughs> so if that's indicator of how fun the song is you guys need to go check it out he and shy gray put out this absolute banger of a track called bang bros no pun intended but it is an incredible display of wordplay and mastery of cadence and it's fun and i mean what a tag team the beat goes absolutely bananas and again like i said i've been outside outside all summer you know forgive me lord i know i wasn't living right but now i'm two shots shawty right i'm too vac i'm vaxxed up so <laughs> i feel more comfortable telling y'all yeah i've been outside all summer monarch gold room breakfast bar you named us that union exchange i've been outside all summer actually i ain't even gonna hold you it was some spring and some winter I have not heard Bang Bros ring out from a club speaker yet. And that's unfortunate because there's no way we should produce a talent like Jay Plaza and Shy Gray produce a song like Bang Bros and then not be blasted from speaker to speaker all throughout the city. Hell, it needs to be put on replay and hear it back to back to back because it's an incredible track. I feel that strongly about Mac Irv too. You know, I, I will get to him later on in the episode for sure. But there's no way that I should go to an R&B Thursdays and not hear Excuse My French two, three times. That song's national. Mac Irv is big time. I, I kind of think of him as Minneapolis Big Sean. You know what I'm saying? He's that caliber artist. Like, that's how huge he can be if he can put it all together. And he told us all to get prepared for his breakthrough. So <laughs> we're waiting. I'm excited for him for sure. I, I got I, I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago. I said, I got a love for every Minnesota artist grinding. And I just think that Mac Irv and IMJ Plaza are top tier. Like, they are stars musically. And Minnesota gets to listen to him first. I'm grateful for that.
But it's not just dumb. It doesn't stop right there, right? We have a deep roster of talent. Like, I want to go to the club and hear Black Beckham popping bottles. I want to be at Monarch and hear Tay Supreme and that high-energy music playing Road Running. I want to be at Exchange hearing those Sean Creates tracks. <laughs> I want to hear these artists mixed in with the same lit rotations as the Baby and Drake and, and all the other crazy trap rap, club rap music I hear in the club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you play Whoop D, I want to hear Casanova, John. I want to hear Yari's Yari Y-A-R-E Project The Process Actually he has a really crazy track with Jay Plaza called Yuck He goes straight off this on this track You guys should definitely check it out Yari Yuck The sad thing is the, the majority of casual Minnesota music fans Don't even know a third of the names that I just mentioned Right And part of that is of course due to the fact that we can't Or for whatever reason been able to sustain a radio station like Go 95.3 Or something like that that caters to the culture With all due respect to the legendary KMOJ. They cater to the culture, but they mostly are catered to the community in a different sort of way than I'm speaking of here. But that has nothing to do with the fact that we have some of the most crazy talented DJs right here in the state of Minnesota that make our nightlife pop, right? Uh, I'm, I'm not really talking about, like, there's some institutions that you know, they just play top 40 and like hits from the early 2000s. Um, if I hear Yeah one more time with Usher and Lil John, I might pull out the power to the, <laughs> to the turntable myself. But yeah, I mean, like, real DJ. I'm talking about, like, some of my favorites. DJ Ray Mills, Willie Shoe. If, if a DJ Advance ever gets back to the clubs. DJ Inferno, DJ K. Reeves, the pretty girl's favorite DJ. DJ One, Scribbles, DJ Baca. I mean, the problem with listing is that you're going to forget somebody inevitably, and I know I'm forgetting somebody. But you get my point, right? Like, we have these great DJs in this city and I don't want to go out anymore and not hear my favorite Minnesota artists and I don't pretend to understand the politics of like the nightlife industry and the DJs and the artists and I know that can be kind of a political game but someone love shouldn't be that you know like one thing you'll always hear me say is a rising tide lifts all boats and it absolutely has to go both ways you know if artists pops off big from Minneapolis and artists make it big from the city we all gonna take pride in that everybody gets to be proud of that a couple of examples of great synergy I've seen is Mac Irv using the gorgeous venue. If you guys haven't been to Hyde yet, I love that venue. The ambiance in there is gorgeous. It's just a grown and sexy kind of vibe. I'm, I enjoy myself there. Great cocktails, black love all over the walls. You can tell so much thought went into the interior design of that place. It is really a joy to see. Um, I saw Mac Irv use that for the set of one of his music videos. That's good dope synergy. I, and maybe not everybody caught it, but I caught it and I was like, that's dope as fuck. Also, hide my favorite lounge in the city. Like, Seven is cool too, but I like places that if you want to take my dollar, you also want to give me the customer service that goes along with it, dollar. And um, this is not like a nightlife in Minneapolis episode or anything like that, but there is an issue with customer service treating black people poorly at some of these establishments, especially black women poorly at some of these establishments. And that shit has to be cut the out. But Hyde is one of those places where I've always felt comfortable and felt wanted and uh, I want to see them thrive and see them win. <laughs> but the best story I've seen of Minnesota music synergy so far has got to be the fact that Minneapolis, Minnesota took on the music scenes of the entire nation. It came out on top, baby. Minnesota stand up. Championships, championship, championship. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, what I'm so hype about, five Minneapolis artists came together to make Team Minneapolis. It was No Trace, Jay Plaza, Juwan Smith, Bio featuring Minneapolis Drew, and Mac Turner. They 
they came together to form Team Minneapolis to enter a music competition for $25,000 against 150 other artists from 30 plus cities. Pick your favorite city. We destroy them. <laughs> I mean, Atlanta, Houston, Florida, you, you pick the city, we beat them, we beat them. And Team Minneapolis came out on top with the $25,000 in the championship round. I'm saying we because I was really celebrating, like, I was celebrating like I won because, I mean, I was voting. I'm out here voting every day. I'm sending a link to people to vote. I'm like, hey, don't forget, I, I'm out here campaigning as if I know one of these dudes, but it's because they're from the city. And I recognize that love is free. Like, to show love is free, man. And when one person does well, when one of us is winning, but anybody from Minnesota is winning, I am right there to cheer you on. Whether it be all this talent we have going to the sports world right now, Tyler Johnson with the Super Bowl, Paige Becker's best college women's basketball player award at the ESPYs in an incredible, the number three picking the NFL draft. We have a gymnast from Minnesota who made the national team. He's going to be competing in Tokyo. Jalen Suggs is going to be number two, number three uh, draft pick in the NBA draft. We have so much winning going on right now. It makes me extremely excited. You know, it is um, the ray of sunshine uh, through all these gray clouds from um, the police cost tragedy that's going on in the city and all the politics that um, that are only serving to make it worse. And all these senseless criminal activity that are harming children, you know, and it makes it super sad. But there's so much to celebrate. And I'm choosing to seek out the good stuff. And I recognize that if you focus on that, we elevate that. No one gets to paint that gloom and doom picture that they seem to want to feast on. But to bring us back to their music, even before the championship was announced. And again, I can't stress enough. I am super excited that they won, man. Shout out to you guys. Um, But before that, I got I was so hyped, man. I got a real treat. I got to watch. I'm sure you all by now have heard, seen, uh, shared, hopefully you shared. If you didn't put it on your story, I'm looking at you kind of funny. The Trap Right TV Minnesota Rap Cypher, which of course has a hip hop head, battle rap slash ciphers are the lifeblood of what rap music is. So it doesn't take much for me to get excited about a cypher. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, but this one, this showcase of Minnesota talent had me, I was cheering for it like I was watching the Twins or the Timberwolves or the Vikings on a Sunday. I was hype. I was hype. It was John Ray, Mac Irv, J Plaza, Tomorrow Genius, Maxi, Oxblood, Yachty Hardbody, Rashawn T, Remedy, Referee, DJ Cam Bennett hosting it along with Marvelous Music who had one of the better verses on that track as well. Of course, my favorites killed it. Everybody on this cypher brought their A game and showcased exactly what Minnesota has to offer, which is some heavy hitting talent. And I just want us all to embrace it as if it's some out of town music. I feel like we do a great job of celebrating out of town artists or, you know, artists who are not as talented as the ones right here, homegrown. And when you have Kanye West pulling Minnesota talent, KC Pluto on his album, first of all, huge congratulations to that man. But that should let us know we need to take heed of our own talent here too. I don't need the big artist coach sign to let you know that we got some talented Minnesota artists up next. They say a prophet's never appreciating his homeland. I want to change that right now. I want us to stream and play and celebrate and make little viral TikTok dances <laughs> to the local talent music we have right here at home. And it starts with me celebrating this man, the hometown hero dropped a monumental project. I have been blasting it. I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. Mac Irv, the breakthrough. If you turn off your Wi-Fi during the quarantine, maybe you missed it, but I'm going to fill you in here on the Weirdo Way podcast. Let's go. Weirdo, a person who is extraordinary, strange, or eccentric. Okay, we are finally here for the first review Z. 
<laughs> this segment, I'll give you my take on music, TV, books, movies, and of course, new restaurants. It's only right the first one is on the Northside legend Mac Irv and his last project, The Breakthrough. And I need to be clear, Mac Irv released the best, most impressive and complete album to come out of the state of Minnesota in at least a decade with this album. And if you think I'm wrong, at me, weirdo way on Instagram and Twitter. I'm out here, look, actually, hold on. I'm looking at Ranker right now for the top uh, Minnesota artist. And it, I feel like I need to write a letter to the editor because <laughs> it needs to be updated. Like Mac absolutely has to be on there. With this. It has to have not been updated recently because not even in the top 50. Like, let's be real. Come on. Ranker, what are you doing? Ranker.com, what are you doing? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, it's a pandemic project, which I'm calling any album released before the states fully reopen, right? Like before our, <laughs> the vaccinations was available for everybody. I give it that designation. I kind of wonder if um, that takes the sting out of what an album release party would have done for it to pick up some buzz or whatnot. But regardless of if it took out the sting in the release, it didn't take out the impact and the substance. And that's what's really important, right? But before we get too far into the album review, I want to first give you guys some background on the artist. Pre-music, Macker was a basketball extraordinaire. I mean that. He rose to Minnesota prominence doing what never has been done before, teaming up with his Northside legend father to win four state championships. And in Minnesota, you understand how extremely difficult that is to do. First of all, sidebar, Minnesota is the state of basketball, okay? Let it be known from here on out, argue with your mother, okay? <laughs> Stop calling it the state of hockey. Hockey is now our hobby. Hockey is a hobby. Basketball is what we do, okay? Check out the AAU team here. Check out the prospects. Last year, we have four NBA draft picks. This year, we have a top five NBA draft pick. I already told you guys about Paige Beckers. You already know who the Gatorade High School Player of the Year was and where he comes from. Okay, stop playing with Minnesota basketball. Got four prospects again this year in the NBA draft. D1 prospects all up around the country. I'm not hearing it no more. What's the hockey scene looking like? <laughs> and like a good Minnesotan, I enjoy watching hockey, okay? But the basketball scene here is too high level, too competitive to pretend anymore. All we need now is for the Gophers to start casting on some of these Minnesota projects and keeping them at home, and we're going we to be in a good place. <laughs> anyway, I digress per usual. Actually, if you watch that Trap Right TV Minnesota Cypher, which how could you not by now? It has 12,000 views on YouTube in the two, three weeks since it dropped. Straight fire. <laughs> but in his verse on that, he he reminisces about his basketball greatness. And he was great. He went on to play for two big-time D1 schools, earning all Big Ten honors, even playing overseas in the NBA D-League. And at this point, you might be saying, but weirdo, if he was so great, how come he didn't make the NBA? And that's exactly where the intro of his album, The Breakthrough, picks up. The album opens up with a voicemail from his doctor, sort of a dramatization of, of the real-life tragic truth of what was ultimately holding Mac back in his basketball career was he had been playing with two bad hips since he was 18. So all throughout his D1 college years, he was still hooping at a high level, but never quite as high as he could have been, even while he was earning Big Ten honors, right? Which the album is absolutely a lens that lends itself to, okay, I had this dream, right? I knew 
knew I had this identity that I just knew I was going to make the NBA. I knew I was going to be special in this area of life. And I've always identified as this elite athlete. But now that dream has been taken away from me. So now I have to find the second act, right? Right away, he comes off with minor setback for a major comeback, which in itself is pretty special because if you know, if you follow sports, you know that a lot of athletes struggle with the second act. Once what you have identified with your entire life gets taken away from you, how do you pivot? You find the same thing in soldiers, right? If I've been a soldier my entire life, that's what I know how to do. That's what I know I am, right? And then to have to figure out a whole separate life can be very difficult for people. Uh, actually, one of my good friend that's a former NFL player gives great voice to this phenomena often, right? What do you do when you've been working your whole life towards a goal? And just like that, it gets taken from you. If you follow the news, you see what's going on with Richard Sherman and he's trying to figure out his second act. A lot of a lot of athletes will will, will tell you about this. And truly, who cannot relate to that or empathize with that? Your whole life, you've been at the top of your game in something, and then you're not. Or your body betrays you, or you just can't. And Mac Irv, if you listen to him in interviews or seen certain articles he's been written up about, he talks about being in that dark space for a while, right? But because he just always knew he was an NBA basketball player. His father never had any doubt, right? But luckily for him and luckily for us, he was able to find a second life outside of sports where a lot of athletes are not able to do that. And for, for him, it was music, right? And this album, The Breakthrough, is a lot of him navigating that space, right? I'm in my second act now. And I'm finding myself grinding just like I was grinding in sports. And why am I not where I know I should be? You know, he, he gives voice to that in the refrain. I've been grinding for a while now. I just wonder when my time going to be. Right. In Liberian culture, we have a, a saying like uh, my pocket and bull. You know, it's like, yo, I'm waiting on this moment. I'm waiting to blow up. I'm waiting to get hot. Like what's what's taking so long? I know how good I am. Right. And that frustration we can all relate to. If you ever really hustled or grinded for something and felt like, yo, I'm being overlooked or underappreciated, how frustrating that could be, yeah? What makes a great album for me is the ability to tell a movie using your music, right? It's the sequencing of the songs, it's the skits, but even the lyrics, you're telling me a story and I can see it like I'm on, like it's on the big screen. I'm watching a, a live action movie, I'm empathizing with the main character, Mac, here, and I'm seeing how he's traversing his pain, right? and how he's traversing the story. And it's funny because I feel like the album is broken up in a couple different parts. But the main two themes I get is the one part of it, the songs can go into reflective or contemplative. It's like just kind of being aware of the situations and observing the emotions that he feels himself going through. And the other half of it is really celebratory or and appreciative of where he has come from or where he has grown to, which in both of those categories, we could all learn something from from the themes of this album. And even on a track like Wrong Day, when he's giving you so much vulnerability, right? He's laying out his demons and saying, these are the ones I have to fight. And I'm fighting with these ones. And then you want to, and that's something that we all need to do a better job of recognizing, right? You never know what somebody else is going through. Just like they never know what you're going through. But that's why we always need to extend each other grace. You don't know what type of trauma that person is navigating, what sort of mental health state they're in. And they're giving you bad energy and you just automatically want to give them bad energy back. And then it ends up being something tragic. 
right? Let's take a step back and give each other grace and be like, you know what? Something as simple as you cut me off in traffic, right? Like, I don't know where you have to go and I don't know what you just dealt with or what you've been through. Go ahead, have it. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that important. And like Max said, you could try somebody on the wrong day. You don't know what you're going to get. So let's extend each other grace, right? But yeah, and it really is just a really good project. I really enjoy it. There's really no skippable tracks on the album, which is very rare to go through, right? And it's very versatile to fit a range of moves, like the range of the human existence and emotion. <laughs> but there isn't like a twerk, shake your ass, club banger. You're not going to get that on this album, but it is absolutely a great listen. And it's just riddled with life gems in every bar. I mean, I feel like if you're looking for an album with full of Instagram uh, captions in it as well, you got a lot of great quotes to choose from in this album. Speaking of the gram, <laughs> the track on this album that has probably blown up the most, right, is Excuse My French. You've probably seen your favorite IG model making her Instagram reel to this track or TikTok to this track with all her best photos and thirst traps mixed into the music. And I've seen artists as big as Bernice Burgos doing it, right? So, and if you haven't done it yet, feel free. I mean, it's not too late. You know, the content cycle is still going. Uh, I think he just dropped Money on My Mind video on Friday. So you guys have to go stream that if you haven't seen it yet. That's a good video. But uh, excuse my French is big time. And again, I can't stress it enough. I don't want to go to R&B Thursdays. I don't want to go to a day party or a brunch and not hear that track. It's such a dope track. Real grown and sexy vibe to it. People are streaming the song internationally. People are streaming the album internationally. I want to hear it right here at home more, more than I have been. <laughs> um, all right. So without further ado, let me go ahead and get to the nuts and bolts of the review. MVT, the most valuable track, honorable mention, some other awards I'm probably going to make up on the fly. And, of course, the overall letter grade. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know I'm always giving out letter grades for albums. That's my favorite thing to do. Let's get into it. So, first, I want to give out the most valuable feature award. And that's going to go to the guy from across the pond, Jello, J-Yellow-L. <laughs> that verse on No Rivals is too much fun. I mean, he gave a great change of pace from Mac on the track. And he wrote the beat excellently he gets my most viable future award well done all around well done i'm a, I'm a big fan of that when that was to a lot in the gym and again another life gem where it's just it's me versus me you know what i'm saying it's you versus you we get so caught up in this social media world of comparison remember you are your greatest competition and this song does a great job of reminding us of that also, shout out Tay Supreme for doing his thing on Hate Anyways. Him and Mac, that's a high energy track too. Take nothing away from him on that one. Just everyone can't have the award. Okay, so the thing about Most Valuable Track is that, again, if you follow me online, the most popular track is not always the most valuable track to me. If we are doing the most popular track, no-brainer home run, Excuse My French is another level of and is deserving of radio rotation and mainstream accolades. But I'm going to go a little bit off the board here. I think that the track, I'm going to say the most valuable track, the song that has me eyes closed singing in the car, <laughs> is going to be, my most valuable track is going to be Hold On. I think that track, I know that we probably won't get it released as a single, but I just think that track has such crossover appeal. It's so deep, you can you can feel, it kind of gives me shades of uh, like cleaning out my closet or Haley's song from Eminem. It, it, it has that sort of level of vulnerability and depth to it. And 
honesty that you really can appreciate on a crossover track, a little emo, but still the flow is so hard that you have to respect it as a rap piece as well. Um, hold on. I just feel like I wish, I wish he would have gone off the board and released that one. Um, it's not too late. Maybe he still will, but it's just one of the tracks that I really feel like has crossover appeal. Um, it's just a different kind of sound. And sometimes you need to do something different just to catch ears of people who may be um, overlooking or sleeping on you. Even while I understand you can hesitate to put that out because you don't want to get pigeonholed as that kind of artist, just sometimes something different is something good. My honorable mention tracks are going to be Wrong Day, The Breakthrough, and Celebrations. He actually has a run of tracks from 2 to uh, 11. That they, That's a great run of tracks right there, man. Great job sequencing them. And finally, I'm sure it will come as no surprise. This album gets an A++ from me. Round of applause to you. This album is straight hustlers music, is motivational mentality, it is substance upon substance, and if you haven't streamed it yet, what are you doing? Rate, review, subscribe, <laughs> and then exit out of the podcast and go play the Breakthrough Mac Earth right now. It's a great album. You're going to love it. I know you're going to love it. It's done over a million views on YouTube, over half a million on Spotify alone. You guys know I'm team title. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But the number one thing you guys can go do, go see him live. Go see Macerv August 13th at First Ave. Yes, concerts are back. We outside. I think we might have to do something for um the listeners. I might have to do a ticket giveaway because I I don't even know if I have time to get into this story. Whatever, it's my podcast. So <laughs> I uh have been trying to see Macerv all pandemic which has been very difficult, as you can imagine. Um, I went to go see him at the poorhouse, but then, of course, Kim Potter decided that she didn't know the difference between a taser and a murder weapon and killed Dante Wright, and that led to unrest, so they canceled that show. I went to go see him at the Gold Room thinking it was going to be a concert, but it was my guy's birthday, and if you saw his section, uh, it was understandable why he was distracted. I'm not trying to dry snitch, but he had a, he was having a good time over there, but he did perform Excuse My French, so I felt good about that. But now he has a concert, and I'm not going to be able to be there. So the very least I could do to show support for the album that's carried me through 2021 is buy some tickets for a giveaway. We'll do some sort of promotional thing around it. He's performing at First Avenue, which is legendary in Minneapolis. If you haven't seen a concert there, then you absolutely need to go. And uh, actually, the last time I was there for a concert was one of my favorite of all time. Jadena uh, did a concert there, and it was absolutely incredible. Lights. My man, my man came out on a tricycle. It was fucking wild. And I know Mac will not disappoint. Tickets on sale now. Go cop that. And that's the end of Act Two. Weirdo way, and we rolling. Yeah, when you look into the Weird Away podcast, you know, I straight out of Minnesota, you know what I mean? I say, number one, number one, number one, this. Me can't believe my eyes. Everything raw, explicit, up and running. Check what me say, me I deliver it to your bomb buckler. You understand me? And that's a wrap. Weirdos love Minnesota music. It's in the books. Thank you for listening. 
apologies for the delay, but it's been a crazy time in my life. But I have too much fun doing this podcast to stop now. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you to Kilo, man. Much appreciation for letting me use this track. This beat is epic. I love it. The verses are too, and I'm glad I can give you guys your flowers. And I appreciate you letting me use this. Your homework, weirdos, is find a Minnesota artist and stream them today. The breakthrough is out on all platforms. Concert is August 13th. Y'all stay safe out there in the city. Like Max say, sometimes growth is painful. Sometimes it takes disaster to change you. And we've had some disaster. So let's get some change from it. Max says the devil is the busiest right before your breakthrough. I think that's what's going on right now. But we're going to beat it. This week's episodes come to you from an undisclosed studio. And when I say studio, I mean what? <laughs> an undisclosed bedroom closet. Weirdos, until next time, please celebrate yourselves. Check up on your strong friends. And I can't wait to have you all listen soon. Widow out. <laughs>